Welcome back to another episode of Investing 404 with your two favorite amateur investors. I say favorite, um, Chris is a bit more modest with that stuff, right, Chris? <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, absolute favorite. Um, uh, with our couple of people there. Uh, <laughs> Today we're going into another episode of uh, Weekly 404 where we cover the news, cover how our portfolios are doing, if we're making any adjustments, any new plays and so on. Um, so Chris, what should we start with? Uh, yeah, let's do a portfolio update. Um, to be honest, mine is pretty boring. I haven't done much, pretty much most of the year. Uh, so there's two things I will start to get back into and <laughs> I'm going back on myself, but it's Alibaba. Uh, most of the heat is gone now and it's clear that China doesn't want to hurt one of their big players so I'll keep saving into Alibaba uh, a little bit on a monthly basis and then Pinterest uh, same as Gov after being destroyed uh, once they announced earnings <laughs> and I think the subscriber gro growth wasn't good um, that's my time now to get in on Pinterest and if if you're interested why we've done a pretty good episode on Pinterest and why it could just transform shopping um, uh, in a really big scale. And it has the right target market already visiting their site. So yeah, really love Pinterest. It, now, now, a lot of that may seem like investment advice, but it is not. Oh, just disclaimer. A, click, yes, yes. a disclaimer. None of, this is, none of this is investment advice. It's just opinions of two people on the internet. Uh, meant to be entertaining or mildly amusing when Chris and I mess up the pronunciation of any of these companies. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> definitely got investment <laughs> advice. Um, and then I, I guess the big one, right, Goff? Both of our portfolios have seen Ethereum skyrocket from, and I, I remember last month it was 1,300, now it's 3,400. In the last five days, it's gone up 25%. And I think most of that is just that NFT boom finally picking up ethereum right it's hilarious right because we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago saying oh ethereum's gone up 20 percent, but it's still not really taken in any of the nft boom and it seems like it's finally hit and it's finally arrived now um yeah so i think same on my side i think my crypto wallet is looking very happy and healthy even though bitcoin hasn't done particularly well <laughs> in the last week happy and healthy <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to describe it yeah. uh, in terms of my other stocks i mean uh we should have a quick chat i mean you mentioned about pinterest chris uh, um like I, i'm back in pinterest now now that it's dropped in just like you are um i'd sold off and made kind of 20 percent on it and now i'm back in because it's back down to that rate for like kind of no reason you're right the subscription the subscriber amount was lower than target but their revenues and like maximizing on what was available user base which is what we were talking about last time as a key variable they smashed that out of the park so for me it was just like kind of a no-brainer to top like go back into pinterest uh, but we should have a quick chat chris on um clean energy because what's happening to clean energy in the last week clean energy down another nine percent and this was if our i guess more longer term listeners would know this was meant to be one of our big hitters for the year right uh clean energy yeah fair uh i think most of that or a lot of that is down to uh, a lot of these hydrogen 
fuel stocks. So that's uh, so the likes of Plug Power, Ballad Power. Again, pronunciation isn't the best here, um, and uh, <laughs> Macfi Energy. These are all stocks. Uh, Nell as well. Nell? Nell? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, I, I mentioned it about 10 minutes ago. This is it. We, this is what we're here for, is the pronunciation. If you're not finding this entertaining, why? Uh, true, you? yeah. Uh, um, no, the, the, like number one, clean energy in total hasn't had a, a, a good run just because some of the valuations were high and now some of the earnings are coming in. And especially the solar players have a lot of cost Due to due to the increased cost in commodities like silver and other things that that in, that that they need to build their products, but then a lot of it is also these hydrogen players that are unfortunately quite heavily weighted in that global clean energy uh, ETF or were heavily weighted. So plug power is still about four percent, and I think ballot power is two percent. If uh, if uh, one point five ballot power correction there. Um, and you have to remember that plug power, when we last discussed clean energy, was 9% of the weighting. It's now down to 4%. So 5% of that crash is probably just down to uh, plug power in itself. So, And this is the problem. Like Clean energy, for sure, in the long term, is going to be a big winner, right? We all have seen it, like the initiatives, right, Goff, like Biden and all of that, uh, announcing huge initiatives. But in the short term right now, there's just a lot of hype companies in that ETF and and a lot of companies that maybe have gone too far in the valuations and are now reporting earnings that are just kind of embarrassing, not growing or growing very little for like a PE ratio of 250 or higher. So yeah, a clean energy... I don't know. What, what's your what's your thinking, Gov? I think your points on hydrogen are valid, Chris. Uh, I feel like also the estimations were so overbaked, and I think there's a lot of correction now happening from the market. Also, just going, hang on, maybe we were not fully realistic on our projection of this growth uh, for a lot of these companies, right? So I think there's been a little bit more adjustment on the projections, which obviously lowers which lowers our target price for the for the account so um yeah it, it makes it makes sense i think um i still i'm still very surprised i still feel like let's put it this way i feel like if we don't hit into the green um by the end of the year like if if both of us are losing money on green energy from january to december i feel like something's gone wrong um I feel like I'm fully expecting it to go back up over the January levels uh, by the end of the year. So I'm still holding strong on it, um, but obviously now um, it's a bit more of a risk than what it would have been otherwise. Yeah, I, th I think I agree. Uh, I, I think I agree. Um, and if you look year to date, so from January the 1st, it's lost 25%. It's quite a big chunk um, for something that's so... Uh, clearly needed in the future, right? And I think it's literally just down to the composition of the index. And maybe let's get to the first news story because they've done something. iShares have done something that's actually very positive and they have increased the iShares Global Clean Energy um, back in April from from 30 stocks now up to 83. So you've got a lot more diversification in there. So you don't have 30 stocks and you know 15 could be absolute high flyers for the short term but they fall in the future now you have 80 stocks that are all obviously in this clean energy remit like solar wind energy and 
you know, there, there's a lot of small players in there that look really interesting. So you can go on the website and, and check how it's, um, so what weighting each of the stocks has. One small caveat, they still have a couple of heavy hitters uh, weighted at about 8, 6, 5%, which is fine. Uh, it's probably due to their market size, but uh, just a word of caution. So Vestas Wind, I don't know them very well. They're 8.5%. So by buying the Clean Energy Index, you're buying into Vestas Wind 8%. So you should probably know how good that company is performing. Orsted, again, pronunciation, 6% <laughs> weighting. Enphase Energy, 5%. Excel Energy, 4.5%. So if you do invest in that ETF, just make sure you know those top four or five players and um, you, you believe in what they're doing, right? Right, let's go into the news then, Chris, because uh, the last couple of weeks we've had some quality news announcements. We had earnings specials from all our big tech favorites, right, from... Uh, Amazon, how how well did Amazon do, Chris? Oh, Amazon just smashed it out the park. Uh, really did. <laughs> so so per share, and and this is quite an Im- important statistic because uh, that eliminates any new shares that were sold to the market, any capital raises. But per share, they were expecting nine nine dollars fifty, and they actually generated fifteen dollars seventy nine per share. Right. I mean, <laughs> just that alone is just an unbelievable number. Sales were soaring 44% year over year. 44%. And we're not talking about a small company here, right? We're talking about $100 billion revenue every quarter. And it just soared 44% compared to January to March last year. Just unbelievable figures. Even though it smashed all expectations, even the highest ones, Amazon hasn't really moved. It's actually pretty flat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's almost like the market was like, yeah, yeah, this, that's, that's what we thought. thought. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like if you didn't do that, what, or, yeah, why did I invest in the first place? Which is pretty wild. Yeah, hundred percent. And and two things that came out of this is number one, people are expecting Amazon to announce a split, stock split, and they just haven't. That has dampened the mood. And then the second one was that Amazon was, a, you know, it's still a Corona player in that sense. So a lot of people are wary about the fact whether that's going to carry on now that things are reopening again from, you know, what analysts are saying. I think those are the only two explanations that will make any sense why the stock is flat. Um, because they couldn't have posted any better earnings, I think. It's just uh, incredible. And I think Prime subscribers... 200 million prime subscribers, 50 million more than at the start of 2020. 50 million more. And once you're a prime subscriber, I mean, we all know it, where are you going to shop first place? Amazon. So those prime sub- subscribers are much more valuable to Amazon than uh, normal people buying on the platform. Yeah. So Chris mentioned a couple of interesting things there. If you're slightly curious about more about Amazon itself, we did a very good episode on um, Amazon, it was one of our first big ones. No, it was. Very good. It, it's it's actually one. It's it's. A, well, I, I started the episode with your favorite amateur investors. Chris can't yeah. slack off now. 
uh, but it's probably one of our best ones and something that we keep going back to. Like I definitely go back to whenever I think about uh, topping up or investing in Amazon or or selling. Uh, I go back and listen to that episode and think about our outlook. So a lot of what Chris just mentioned, we go into a lot more detail in that episode. So uh, check it out. Uh, the other big, I guess, announcement I want to talk about is uh tesla right um and the 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 gap i mean they smashed their numbers not as much as you know amazon did but uh from the 79 cents per share expected they've got 93 um which translates to around 400 million in profits right it, it's pretty nuts actually when we think about Everything from their Bitcoin investment and the gains. I think they made a hundred million gain on just their Bitcoin investment, um, and have sold some of that now. Uh, and the revenue expectation is slightly above from what's expected. So Tesla hasn't seen any massive movements. In fact, it's down around eighteen percent from its fifty-two week high now, um, and that's for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, um, Bitcoin having a big tumble to a potential delay in production so it's very interesting uh, that you know the record they had they announced a record net income of the 438 million and revenue surged 74 percent. but again just like chris mentioned with amazon uh stock doesn't respond with green lights everywhere <laughs> are you still invested uh tesla yes i'm still in tesla um is that uh, a big position of yours or just um yeah it's a it's a fairly sizable position well, put it this way, I feel like Bitcoin right now still has a lot of upside. And instead of putting more into Bitcoin itself, I feel like Tesla itself has lots of avenues for growth in selling, plus also its Bitcoin gains. So I feel like Tesla is going to be pretty solid going up. And, you know, if we take its overall highs, it's it's dropped from around $870 in February, uh, January and February down to around seven like 680 right now so there's a lot of scope right to upside time uh, upside potential sorry perfect um from tesla let's just quickly do the other ones um because apple also had a blowout quarter uh sales are up 54 percent right compared to last year 54 <laughs> percent we're talking about the biggest uh market cap wise the biggest company in the world <laughs> Revenue eighty nine billion compared to seventy seven billion estimated. I'll just let that settle. They made thirteen billion more than everyone <laughs> expected. But the thing that really got me, and it's the fact that they are planning to do ninety billion dollars in share buybacks. Ninety billion dollars. Good for anyone that owns stock because that means less uh, stock will be in the market with um, Apple buying it back. But they're buying it back at the highest valuation that Apple has been at for the past, you know, ten years. Yeah. If you're slightly curious on what share buybacks are, uh, stay tuned. That's going to be our next learning segment on the channel. So um, stay tuned to that. So we'll go into a bit more detail on what they are and why companies uh, oftentimes choose to buy back its own shares. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's, it's, Excellent. I'll, 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 I'll hold my th thoughts then until that one. <laughs> we, 
in short, share buybacks are great when it's like the corona crash because companies are buying back their own shares at a really cheap price. When companies announce share buybacks now and the price is the highest it's ever been, the whole market is really highly valued, it's a little bit of an interesting decision, but it just shows how much cash Apple just has lying around. They don't they really don't know what to do with it. So now they want to go into cars, now they want to they just have way too much cash lying around, right? Uh, I guess the final bit of news I wanted to get into is um, AOL and, and Yahoo being bought up. Uh, so Verizon bought both of them, AOL, I think, for twenty in twenty fifteen for about four billion, four point four billion, and then they bought uh, Yahoo for about four and a half billion in twenty seventeen, and they've sold both at around a forty percent hit uh, to uh, Apollo Group, which is like um, uh, a NASA management. No, no, Apollo Group, which is essentially like a private equity uh, giant, um, which giant. is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Apparently. <laughs> uh, which is really interesting. Really interesting because, one, you know, these are companies, I mean, AOL, Yahoo, for any of the younger generation listening, um, were the biggest uh, internet companies in the world, right? Like way bigger than Google and so on. Um, and they've just not been able to sustain their growth. I mean, people would do Yahoo searches before they did Google searches, right? I mean, that's how big Yahoo was. Um, and I think anyone in the millennial generation or slightly even slightly older has had a Yahoo email at some point. Uh, so so it's pre pretty interesting decision to go and buy. Uh, but it provides this like opportunity for a new hope um, and a new hope and a resurgence for these companies. Yeah, interesting. Seems expensive, right? <laughs> uh, at that price. Then another couple of, uh, then earnings-wise, Alphabet smashed it, completely smashed it out the park. Facebook did really well. Microsoft did really well. I think there's no point us going into more figures, but you can always check that out on the website. Everyone's done really well, earnings-wise. For now, the upcoming week, we've got on Wednesday, Booking.com, Etsy coming in with earnings. On Thursday, it's Beyond Meat, Square. And next Monday, it's Trade Desk, if any of those interest you. And next Thursday will be Alibaba. That could be interesting, actually. Um, yeah. Well, uh, awesome. Um, now, we've been saving up... Um, uh, we've been saving up a bit of potential to go into uh, expand out our learning segments and expand out our 10 baggers, which is why we haven't had them out our weekly 404s. Also gives Chris a break from trying to find uh, a high-flying 10 bagger every week. Every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but in, in another month, we'll be doing a review as well on some of the 10 baggers and how they've performed. So stay tuned for that. Um, make sure you um, share the podcast with your friends. And if you've got any comments or thoughts, just send us uh, a message on uh, at investing404 on Instagram. It will make a change from all the spam messages we get. You know, it will make a change that uh, instead of <laughs> um, buy 2,000 followers, it's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, Organic growth. Oh, exactly, right? So make, make sure you hit us up at Investing 404. And that rounds up today's episode. 